when I started to comb over the clips and stuff, it shows you a very select part. But in watching, uh, I guess, a, a little more of the story, I, I did a little more homework on who Jordan is. And I have to say that I am more of a fan of Michael Jordan than I ever have been in my life. Uh, what will stop um, LBJ from ascending beyond Jordan, if that's still part of this conversation, um, is, is, the, is the resolve to win at all costs. Obviously, he's somebody who we don't necessarily fully understand as an individual, but if you take away all the antics, and Stefan made light of that, if you take away all the antics, he is, he was a, he was a genius at what he did. Today on the House of Commons, uh, we wrap up our look on the Netflix documentary, The Last Dance. This is part two of our talk, so if you haven't heard the first one, go back and take a listen. Today we talk about the impact of the Detroit Bad Boys Pistons on Michael Jordan on the road to his first NBA championship and their place in the history of the NBA. But there was something that came uh, up this weekend that is in its own self uh, part. Uh, it is The Last Dance, and we are now on part three and four of The Last Dance. That just came up this past weekend. Uh, and all of us here in, in this, in this, on the show, on this podcast, we are all fans of, of, this, of this documentary. We're all fans of basketball and sports in general, and we're all missing sports terribly. And so this is kind of filling in that need. And these past two episodes were mainly about, well, obviously they're about Michael Jordan, but they're mainly about Dennis Rodman, and they were about Phil Jackson, and they were about the Detroit Pistons, uh, who are, in my estimation, one of the most overlooked uh, teams in the history of the NBA. Um, I was watching a documentary called Bad Boys. Uh, I think it was last night, and uh, or the night before, I can't remember. But they were saying how the NBA was moving in a way where it was Magic and Larry, and they wanted to go right to Michael Jordan. That was the handoff. That was the baton being passed. And then this this team called Detroit Pistons that played literally rock'em sock'em football type basketball interrupted the party for three years and for five years they were probably one of the top five teams in the nba going to the finals three times uh and winning two nba championships and in that we meet dennis rodman who had his own story of fatherhood had his own story of uh, of, of being parented or the lack of parenting and then becoming an nba champion a hall of famer so let's take a couple of minutes to talk about uh about the last dance and some of your thoughts you got from watching uh, episodes three and four so, gentlemen, jump on in. What were some of your thoughts? Listen, man. Uh, okay. So, guys. Okay. Oh, first oh, of all, oh, if, if you have. Well, we might have to mute him. <laughs> no, 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 we might have to mute him. Let's we'll see. Said lots of reckless things last time. I was saying. Yeah. All right. People, but that, that people were actually fans of. And and like before, before Adam says it, there are people who are out there actually on them streets. And I, I we watched our that. clips and they were like, we actually have like team Adam fans now. They're so, smoking the marijuana. Hey, listen, <laughs> might be. they might be, but still, he has people who are, who are on legal. his side. So, legal. so Adam, is legal. with that being said, legal. with that being said, go for it. All right. Last week, I know I had a hot take on you know, a bit of the LeBron and Jordan debate and stuff. And I have to say this um, because I did not watch Jordan growing up because um, when I started to comb over the clips and stuff, it shows you a very select part. But in 
watching, I guess, a, a little more of the story, I, I did a little more homework on who Jordan is, and I have to say that I am more of a fan of Michael Jordan than I ever have been in my life. Um, there's a lot about Jordan that I do not support. There's a lot about Jordan that I think uh, I think is actually bad for basketball um, in terms of the culture surrounding it. Um, and that's just, just my personal opinion in terms of when I look at um, trying to grow young men and and young basketball players, young professional athletes, and the and the and the, the way that they're elevated in society uh, and the role models that they inadvertently are, just because they can, they're really good at a game. Uh, but I have to say that um, that there is there is something about Michael Jordan that I did not recognize before that I recognize now that I'm like, man, he he like he is more like I I'm known that he is special, obviously, you know what I mean? In terms of the conversation of being the goat, but I'm looking at it now with different eyes because of this story of the last dance. And now that I, we talk about stuff like, um, you know, the Pistons and whatnot, I think like I'm trying to open my eyes to greatness, you know what I mean? And I think that like we have obviously the story of Jordan going on, we're watching greatness today with LeBron and with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and these things. But, but man, like, I think culture may have missed a big portion of greatness with the bad boy Pistons, man. Like when yeah. you dig into that story, I'm like, I'm like, dang, yo, these guys, these guys, they were dirty. Guys, they captured something in the game of that era and maximized it in a way that nobody was able to do. And, uh, I got to say, man, I'm like, man, like, 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 let's open our eyes to the greatness that's happening around us. Bartholomew. Yeah. You know what? Um, what you were missing, Adam, what you could not recognize was exemplified um, in great uh, light this past week, especially the episode regarding the, uh, the Pistons. Uh, what I think. what will stop um, LBJ from ascending beyond Jordan, if that's still part of this conversation, um, is, is, the, is the resolve to win at all costs. Um, and there is something that has to be said for the, the willpower. And the only person who I've ever seen it happen to other than, than, than MJ was Kobe, where he, I'm like, I will will this ball in the net irregardless of what opposition is coming my way. And there's a certain type of person who's a little bit psychopathic who says, I'm going to be the one who's going to administer the pain. I'm like, whoa, bro. Like, that's like surgical. He's like, yo, it's my turn now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he meant that with, with his chest. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, yo, I'm now going to uh, be the person who is going to uh, um, take over and not just take over, but I'm going to use exactly what you did to me and do it to you. And you're not going to be able to stop that. Um, and I think that's something that uh, 
to be a champion um, so many times over, you have to overcome many physical obstacles. But I think more than even all of that, it's going to be a mental game of your stamina in terms of how badly do you want it and how badly can that desperation keep your mental focus at an acute level for uh, for you to succeed. The other thing I want to, to talk about also and, and to bring light to is the Dennis Rodman factor. I think in one of the first like two minutes of the clip, he says, you know, everyone talks about MJ and Pippen. Do we win all the championships without me? And honestly, nah, you can't. And I never knew how methodical he was when he said, well, I studied everyone's position in the league mm-hmm. and I found out how the ball was going to fall and what motion, how do I let the ball touch my hand to flick it back up, to bring it back to me, to bring it higher than them. And you saw some of the clips where he was going up against people that were bigger than him, taller Barkley. than him. Yeah. And he was just destroying because he was almost uh, being scientific about it. You know what I mean? Like he was just like, no, I know how this ball moves. I know how I can anticipate if someone's shooting a two versus a three, a mid range a jumper or not, how it's going to go the other way. And I can beat the person there and get the rebound. So I think, you know, like there's, there's so many aspects. We're going to see more of this, right? We're going to see where there's so many aspects to the special team dynamic that everyone had that whole idea. One last thing before I, I'm going to relinquish my time is, you know, when, <laughs> when, when uh, uh, Jordan finally realized that I thought this was pretty great. When Jordan finally realized that I don't have to be the one with the ball for us to win. And he got it to pack and they started, and they started making uh, the threes and he's like, okay, now I got to focus my attention on the others. Cause that's what the leadership requires. And he was a gruesome leader. And that's what I think uh, makes him one of the greatest. I still stand by that. So there's got to be a little bit of sociopath to be that kind of. 100%. You think, you think was, Muhammad Ali was not. That was my word last week. Yep. Yeah. You got to be crazy. Like, that's true. So, Bart, I have a little pickle with a statement you just made. You said one of the greatest, not the greatest. No, he's okay. the greatest. He's, he's the oh, greatest. Here it goes again. Listen, the before shaking. the screen starts shaking. <laughs> All right. Steph, Let's get angry. Let's let the brand new father, Stefan Watson, have the floor. But protect your screens, everybody. If you're watching at home. You're not in an earthquake. Kareem just a little bit upset. Stefan, you got the floor. I like what Bart said. Uh, Dennis recognized, I mean, he played a pivotal role in those championships. But I also reckon, uh, loved Phil Jackson letting Dennis Rodman go to Vegas. <laughs> Load uh, management. And here's why. Let me tell you why. Because he recognized his team, and he recognized what everybody needed on their team. And Dennis needed to go to Vegas for a couple, for a couple of days to do whatever Dennis Rodman did in Vegas. Uh, and I, I was thinking, I think I tweeted this, like, this is something that leaders and pastors could, could, you know, you could learn from that, right? Know who's on your team and know what you, what they need to get the best out of them. Yeah. And then, you know, you hear the story Michael tells of, you know, they come, Dennis comes back and he's running, they're doing the, the, uh, the drill, the, we call them three sixties when I was in high school. Um, they're running the drill and Dennis, who just comes back from Vegas, um, Dennis Rodman style. And he's running as hard and everybody has to chase him as, you know, Dennis Rodman's crazy, but is he really that crazy? Uh, when he, you know, you, you watch his talent, you see his talent. And then it makes me understand something about Dennis Rodman that we might look at him and judge him based on all the antics, but at heart, this guy is probably smarter than a lot of people ever gave him credit for. And you, you hear that when he's talking about, like Bart just said, you hear that when he's talking about how he rebounds and things like that, this guy knows what he's doing and he knows his ability. He knows his skill set. 
and he knows what he brings to the team and that, that's just super cool and i thought that that was amazing and it remind it also pointed something out that draymond green who's been talking a lot of nonsense the last couple of weeks he we could just not off his handle phone? dennis rodman he's been trending on twitter though Pardon? Okay. On Twitter. So he needs, to be, he, needs to be, he needs to be turned off. I'm going to pass it to Adam in a second. I'm going to pass to Adam in a second. But I got, we got to say this, right? Because I was thinking about this as I was setting my computer up today. That Draymond Green, he's, he's, he has been on record now. He's, he's getting more attention now than he ever had as a player. Let's put let's say that for one. All right? Hosky, you got, you got next after this. Dr- there is no chance that Draymond Green... Jaron Green did not change the game because he forgets that there was a, a center at 6'5 with a gigantic afro who played on the 2004 World Champion Detroit Pistons by the name of Benjamin Wallace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Jaron Green is talking like he is the oh, first yeah. short center who played small ball. Right. He was shorter than Tayshawn Prince, Ben Wallace was. Yo, and he was the, with the math. And he was... And, and Ben Wallace was a That's problem a for Shaquille O'Neal. Yep. Shaquille O'Neal, arguably one of the greatest top the, five centers of all time. Yeah, ben Wallace was a problem for close, him. Close second to the, the greatest of all time. <laughs> one of the greatest who had to bother Kareem. Uh, <laughs> the, the idea that, that so, so I, just want, I just want to put some, some dirt on Draymond's name. Just put your phone away. He Don't go on podcasts anymore. You're ridiculous. Adam, go for it. It's a bum. My bad, guys. Sorry. I I was gonna ask a question. I'm actually let like Tim, if you want to jump in, I got a question for you guys after, but it's and it's related to all this. But go for it, Tim. Well, it's uh, one of those things uh, with um, uh, Rodman. Uh, the, my first interaction with Rodman itself was, uh, it's like crazy hair shows up in a car with a wedding dress. It's like, it's one of those things that for me, Rodman was always a clown. Uh, it's just because I'm like, who is like, what is going on? But the thing that I've come to appreciate about him is that like, man, this man's story is ridiculous. Also, he may be the most interesting character on that doc. Like when you listen to him speak, it's one of those things where it's like, tell me more. It's like, can we just do a Dennis Rodman doc? It's like, it's one of those things that this man should have a spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and then on top of that, it's, it's also uh, something that when I think about it, uh, it's like the bad boys. It's like, this is one of those things, I would say the impact of uh, MJ, uh, especially for someone that didn't really uh, grow up during uh, the era of the bad boys, is that he overshadowed the fact that they were dominating the game for years uh it's if you were to ask me before this documentary if isaiah thomas had a ring i'd have been like i don't know i don't think so uh and it's it's one of those things that it's been they've been so uh overshadowed uh that it's uh it just it just adds some level of appreciation for them yeah yeah, for me, I just love the fact that they, they even highlighted Rodman. I do think that he's one of the most, obviously, he's somebody who we don't necessarily fully understand as an individual. But if you take away all the antics, and Stefan made light of that, if you take away all the antics, he is, he was a, he was a genius at what he did. He was a legitimately 
a genius. And and Jordan actually even said it in in the doc. Uh, he said that he is the smartest player that he actually that he ever played with, and that's big talks to say that you have a guy like Pippen, uh, you have a guy Steve Kerr is now one of the uh, one of the better coaches in the league. He was on that team, you know. I see Calvin saying he doesn't like <laughs> Steve Kerr, and, and that's all good. Um, I I, uh, I just think that Rodman is not given credit is not often given credit uh, where it's due. He is as well known to be by a lot of the greats who's watched the game will say that he's the best on the ball defender that ever played the game, mm-hmm. that he could play, he could defend all five positions and lock down the person that he was going up against. Rodman is one of the most, one of the most underrated guys. And, and you go back to uh, the, the bad boys uh, team, the Detroit Pistons that Chase was talking about. And then even the, the latter three of the, uh, the the championships by the Bulls, those teams don't win those championships without Rodman. Rodman is a big part of what they what they were able to do, and I think that that was definitely highlighted. Yes, Madonna corrupted him and, and allowed him to go to a different headspace and and, his, and and cocaine and whatever else was attached to that. But uh, but you take that away, the way that guy was able to live that life and then come on the court and just totally switch it on like that. That's that's uncanny, like uncanny, like be able to, to have been able to do that the way he did it. So you got to give him the respect that he deserves and the dedication that he put towards it. It wasn't like he just did it and it came that way. He, he put the dedication towards that. The next thing I, lo- I, I loved was seeing Phil Jackson. And again, I agree with you, Stefan, that there's things that we can learn from, mm-hmm. from Phil in terms of understanding personalities and, 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 and how to kind of play, uh, coach that up or, or lead that. And I think Phil, uh, you know, some people will say that Phil Jackson's not a great coach because he's always just had talent. But the fact that he had talent was and personalities, what 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 could be argued is he was a great coach because he was able to take all those that 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 group of of, of talent and those personalities and bring them together together for, for greatness. And so for that, you, you yeah. saw yeah. firsthand some of that That's from it takes talent. From and so well, that's the thing, and not not to not to stomp on you, Kareem, but yeah. you know, you look at who coached the Lakers before Phil got there, or look who coached them, you know, when Phil left and then Phil came back, right? Same talent was there, but Phil was able to take them to that next level. Yeah. It's the same thing talent. with leadership, right? So hundred percent. So yeah, that's what I just loved about uh the those two episodes where I felt like it really gave us a chance to highlight uh both Dennis Ron Dennis Ron, but even to a lesser extent. Uh, Phil Jackson. Facts. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I never loved the you know who's the greatest talk like in a, in our text conversations. You have the receipts for that. I do like the more you know who's the best team who had the best decade. I think it's important when we are collectively always a part of something, and so when you think team and we think of Jordan like he is I think if you have to go there like you, you just have to allow it. like Hosky we appreciate your humility that you've uh, come back <laughs> to us and uh, radical son uh, kill the fatter uh, cat <laughs> you guys definitely kill that fat but, cat gotta get that fat and cat like, think, think. our son is returned <laughs> I, I loved when Robin was was saying like in in college he could just average all these points these rebounds he knew who he was there but then when he was in the nba he realized what he could do best and, and i was a fan of Rodman growing up because uh i played basketball um 
but I wasn't a scorer. I was never the best kid. I, I, I stopped growing in grade eight. Um, so I was the, you know, take charges, die for the ball. Uh, um, fortunately, I didn't dye my hair too many times. I did it a couple times. Definitely dyed the beard. Chase, you were there for that. But I love, respected uh, <laughs> who one another were and allowed each other to function incredibly well. Another thing that I picked up, and, and, and this is my tweetable quote, Jordan didn't use in-app purchases. Like when you look at the fact that he was able to go from the Pistons being the 90s Bulls, he, he brought other people in, but he didn't leave. He didn't take any shortcuts. Uh, he stuck it out. And I think that for me, um, obviously we know the banners, we know the rings, we know the lore, uh, but getting a seal out of those two. Uh, triangle offense. Man, there's a lot. Of, <laughs> Calvin, you might have to redo that one, <laughs> one again. There was a lot of cutting, cutting out there. Yo, triangle offense. We, we definitely know there was some good stuff coming out, but we just couldn't hear it. Yo, we definitely know we had a stuck that Fort Mac yeah. Wi-Fi. It just came out. Triangle offense. <laughs> <laughs> right. And now, and now, and now, frozen, and your face is kind of like in the other world. Know this is true. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, O'Shea, we'll, 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 get, we'll get Calvin to, to jump back in there and do that again. But O'Shea, what you got? Yeah, no, I, I like watching it. Just really appreciated the fact of there was this overarching theme that they came for, for these past two episodes. And it was that dog mentality. And you've seen it from every aspect that they were going for, from the aspect of Rodman, like, dude, that is the player. That is the guy who you want on your team. And then when you look at other teams, you're like, that's the guy I don't want to face. Mm -hmm. And then you look at the Pistons, same thing. You can look at all those guys and be like, those are the guys I want on my team. And then you kind of have that, that bulls mindset where they're like, ah, like they're still competitors. They're still going to go out there, but they're like, man, if I don't got to face these guys in the Eastern conference finals, I'm going to take that trip. And then you see like that whole other side of Jordan being that dog. And for the umpteen years that he's playing in the NBA, where he hasn't lifted a weight, where he hasn't gone to the weight room to finally see that there is a challenge in front of him and that he has to do something different in order to overcome this challenge, whether it be hitting the weight room, whether it be having to change his game, like that's where as a basketball player as a lover of the game you start to appreciate who Jordan was so much more because that's where I honestly believe he became the GOAT it's not all the scoring titles that he got it's that that mindset that that flip that switched where he went all right bet in order to beat my opponent I'm gonna have to change I'm gonna have to change my game like yes I can go out there score 30 points a game, but that's not going to win me a championship. And that that's for me what solidifies him as the greatest player to play the game. Cause nobody has done that on that scale. 
So I, I so I remember watching uh, the clip of you know the, the transformation of the, the weight the weight gain of they added five and five and five, and it made right. me think what would it what would it have looked like if Allen Iverson after losing to the Lakers wow. in five games wow. said you know what I'm gonna because he never went to the weight room Allen was just he was just Ever. genetically gifted to play basketball the way he did what would have happened. If Bubba Chuck says, you know what, I'm gonna go to the weight room. I'm gonna put on 10 pounds so that when I go to when I go to the floor, when I go to the hoop, you're you're gonna try to dunk me and you can't. I'm gonna elongate my career because my I was able to drag my team that way, and that separates really good players from the goat players. Michael was like, okay, if that's what it is. I I love that. I want to be the one who administrates the pain. I think that had the pain. The AI would have been the same. He still would have gotten beat. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying I'm I'm jump, I, I, jumped, I jumped ahead. I jumped ahead of the bus on 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 Hofsky. I didn't say that. I just wonder what would it what would have looked like. What, what would a muscular Adam Adam Iverson would have looked like? I don't know. Yeah, Hofsky. Yeah. I, I and the thing is, right? Like, like when we talk about these things, the that mentality has actually been normalized. We we see that now with a lot. Like, yeah. I, I know personally Kyle Lowry's trainer, and. Lowry name drop. Cut. I, I, no, no, I'm not dropping a name. Again, again, again. I'm not dropping. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying. Okay, it's well, like, uh, division comes to people, my church. I play basketball. <laughs> 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 Yo, I was one of my junior highs. We're not talking about Jayla Mama Layla. We're not talking about Jayla Mama Layla. You know what? What about Jayla Mama Layla? I got basketball. Ayesha Curry was one of my junior highs. Yo, man, I got your back this time, bro. Y'all know I played the man talk. All right, all right, all right, all right, bro. Okay, we've Tristan Thompson was in the YMCA with us. Okay, Hoskey, continue. Hoskey, you know Kyle Lowry's trainer, yes. I say that because we all like we know Kyle as like from before he was an All Star when he came from I think it was Houston yeah, to Toronto, and and we know that like he is like he's not like he's not going to go down as one of the greats in the game. Facts, like he's just not going to be. Oh, Kyle, Kyle Lowry was the goat point guard, or he's not going to go down as one of those. I, I would dare say he'll be lucky to be a Hall of Famer, right? Like if he, if, if that, right? That's a, that, that, that is going to be a great five-minute discussion one day. That's a Sorry, great continue, but that's going to be great. But yeah, Ooh, for sure. That is a good one. That's for, that's, that's for the chat later on. Ooh. I'm never getting Raptors tickets the, again. The reason why I say this is, <laughs> the reason, I don't even get Raptors, Raptors tickets now. The reason why I say this <laughs> is because. Is that really your friend then? <laughs> Yo, yo, he didn't oh, yo, let him talk. Let, yo, allow him, allow him, allow him, allow him. <laughs> yo, he like, but that same mentality of like, my game, like we we had a shot at this. My game is not good enough. Therefore, I transform. Like that mentality that Jordan may have started is now normal, right? Like mm-hmm. we see every year LeBron adds something to his game. I'm not trying to debate that he's the GOAT, but I'm saying like there's a normality of this now in terms of like, like I agree with you, Chase, like what would have been like to see, um, you know, to see Iverson put on, put on 12 pounds and absolutely bully man's when he gets to the rim, right? Like what would have it been like, but, but, but we have these examples now that's actually where the game is at. Yeah. Like you don't survive if you don't put on that weight. If you yeah. Giannis, Giannis, man, my God, Giannis came in as a skinny maga dude, right? And now like, look, oh, like there's so many pounds of muscle. That's insane. But what I wanted to what I wanted to say is like, have we, you know, watching this doc documentary, we're looking at this, and I wonder like if we've normalized an idea of mediocrity, 
take this in now, right? Like we're, we're looking at these guys who are mastering their crafts and we're all in awe of this. And I'm like, man, like what better do we really have to do? I'm not saying it to the point of forsaking your family and everything like that, because I think that that's like, there's a level of what the Bulls accomplished and the mentality of Michael Jordan and, and Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen of, of they had to sacrifice a bunch of different things. But I wonder how many of us actually take our craft serious enough that when people talk about us in our craft, they're saying, you know what I mean? Like, oh, they may not be good at math, but when it comes to this, this is their thing. Like they're untouchable at this. And it's just because they take that craft seriously. Mm. Sometimes I feel like we've just, we've just normalized mediocrity as if it's as if it's just normal to be okay at a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I see that in my own life. I see that in the lives of the people around me. And I, and I, when I look at these guys in the NBA, I'm like, sometimes we exalt these guys and we're like, dang, these guys are so good. But I'm like, is it that there's like, I'm not talking about the greats of the NBA, but I'm talking about like your, like your, your average NBA player, right? Like, is it just a matter of, have they just put in the time and we're just not willing to put in the time because we've normalized mediocrity. Yeah. That's getting fun. to the league isn't enough. Getting to the league isn't enough. And for some of us, I agree with you. For some of us, just getting there and being a part of the league, we're like, yeah, I made it. As opposed to like, no, I'm, I want to be. And our, our world is different. Like, what does it mean to be the best preacher or the best worship leader or the best organizer or whatever? Like, it's, it's, it's really, it's really, shut up, Calvin. It's really weird that way. But like, but to really feel like, like, I am good at what I do. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that hundred percent. But is it that different though? Because I mean, like there's some tangible, like there's tangible. Some, yeah. 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 I hear you. About what we, you know what I mean? Like, like, like putting aside the spiritual aspect, but there's craft based things about, about everything that we do driving a bus, even, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter what you do. There's craft based things about what we do that. I wonder if we've just settled for mediocrity and, and it's like, ah, I'm here. I got the job, you know? All the way out in Fiji, my man Jason. What's what's good, homie? You know, it's actually uh, actually Toronto. So it looks crazy, but by the bridge, yeah. By the bridge. My man couldn't even uh, let me have it. Jason couldn't even let me have it. He's like, actually, Chris, you're dumb. It's actually Toronto. Ten fourteen p.m. I say that. Ten fourteen p.m. What you got, Jason? No, I mean, you know, it was uh, it definitely was good. Showcased the, uh, the the bad boys. Well, one thing I had a chance to see was uh, was Phil Jackson. I didn't know that he won two rings before, so you know that was that was definitely something cool to you know kind of check out. I always was a bad boys fan. Uh, it probably would have been really cool if they would have highlighted just a little bit more about how they they had to face the Celtics and then they had to face the. Um, the, uh, the 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 Lakers. I remember watching those uh, finals in like eighty eight, eighty seven, eighty nine, whatever. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's definitely been a solid um, uh, documenting, really good uh, and really good information. Showcase Robin. I didn't know they were going to talk that much about him, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely been great. I can't wait to see episodes five and six. I. Yeah, I... I... You, you made mention of the, the the bad boys. We've mentioned it a few times, but the the one thing that I that I I, I also liked about the doc um, is, and as much as I'm a big Jordan fan, the state the the thing that I believe I heard, I heard somebody say it this week um, after they were doing some sort of commentary on this as well that uh, I don't know if Jordan becomes who he is if it wasn't for the bad boys. 
And we and we see that we don't. I don't know if Jordan becomes the greatest of all time yep. if it wasn't him going down to the bad boys in the manner in which he went down to them for those two straight years. You need the villain. Bad, the bad boys have a lot to do with who Jordan became, and to the point, and then even a lot to do with even exactly. how the Chicago Bulls shaped their organization. They they realized that they needed a Rodman type guy on their on their team. They even then got uh, John Sally and. And, and, and guys like that on their team. Why? Because they realize that they need that that type of, of culture. <laughs> Oakley wasn't enough. <laughs> Oakley wasn't enough. And so Jordan doesn't become the, the, the GOAT if it wasn't for the bad boys. And, and Chase, you made mention of it from the jump that they're uh, one of the most underrated teams in NBA history. And I would absolutely agree. They have they did a lot. We, when we talk about greatness, it's a lot to do with how they changed the game and the fact that they had on the game. And, and the bad boys had a huge effect on the game in so many different aspects to the point where they, and, and, and positive and negative ones where they even change rules and, and such because of the bad boys and, and, and Jordan and the entire bulls team spent the whole summer trying to get stronger uh, because of, of those bad boy pistons. And so um, as much as I believe that Jordan is the greatest of all time, the one thing that I just want to make sure that I came in here and said is that I, the, 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 the document showcases that Jordan does not become the greatest of all time if it wasn't for those bad boy pistons and what they did Big to him. Fact. Yeah, yeah. And and I you know, I also I look at it, Rodman played for the Pistons too. And I don't know if we get the dog Dennis Rodman without the bad boy pistons, without the culture of the bad Absolutely. Bear facts. Hundred percent that though, right? Hundred percent. So again, that team man, we gotta talk about it more as a basketball community. And I think the reason why it doesn't get talked about is because they were so great and they affected people in such a, a crazy way that everybody else hated them. Everybody else. <clears throat> to the point where uh, Isaiah Thomas was left off the dream team because they hated that team so, they hated him and that team so much. Uh, they were just that good. They were that it's great. It's just hilarious that like, whenever you see these old heads talk about the Pistons, yeah, <laughs> especially just like f those guys. hundred yeah. percent. Easily, Uncle Bill. Uncle Easily, Bill's yeah. so bad. Jordan Easily, hates him to this day. Hundred percent. Like we're 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 gonna make a switch over to to our last topic, but I mean, there's so many things in that doc that we didn't get to talk about, like um the value of Doug Collins uh, as yeah. a coach yeah. and that transition for those three years. The shot over Craig Elo. We needed that. We needed that. Right. Yeah. Like, and, 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 um, there's a thing about Doug Collins over always doing great and then overstaying his welcome. He's like the Jim Harbaugh of, of basketball coaches. Um, you know, Beautiful. the, you know, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the, ring. well, there's a lot of things that anyhow, but we, there's so many other, there's so many other, uh, other pieces. And then, and then another topic to, to that one day to talk about is how long do you hate somebody? Cause you saw, there's a moment in the doc where, Jordan is talking about Isaiah Thomas and he goes right back to being 30 or 29 years old as a basketball player in the weight room doing shoulder presses. And he's, he's a millionaire. He's a bazillionaire. And he's still talking about Isaiah Thomas as if they're going to play basketball right then and there. Isaiah Thomas came on record this week saying not making the, 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 the dream team is the one thing on his resume that, breaks his heart and that was because years earlier he dissed jordan from not putting him on an all-star team in 19 like 87 and like so how long do you hate somebody when you're when you're a millionaire or when you're when you have anything how long do you hate what somebody? else you gotta do though 
You got nothing else going on, right? True. So, so maybe, maybe, maybe Draymond Green's on on something. If they're stop if it, he's on, it, on the same thing, just say <laughs> Draymond Green needs to get on a train and go on you, to his. To his I'm gonna say it a third time. Draymond Green is a is bum. A bum. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> For yeah. our, our, he's a bum. That's a cold rider in the history of the game. Let's let's. He's a bum with three rings, so he does What you call? There you go. He doesn't care what you say. Still can be a bum. Doesn't he's not a bum, guys. Listen, you know what's he's a Spartan, man. He's not a bum. Listen, you know what's he's a Spartan. Spartan. He's Patrick, Patrick McCaw. Patrick McCaw. Patrick McCaw. Patrick McCaw has three rings. In a row. In a row. Cross. He three-peated. Cross-conference. He three-peated. Stylation. Is he the GOAT now? Fendi champ. He is. Patrick McCaw is the greatest of all time. And he just one minute a game. Listen, Robert Ory. He's made the playoffs. Robert Ory. Robert Ory has Robert Ory has like seven rings. I need the money now. Seven. Thanks for tuning into the house. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast and show on YouTube, support the team by hitting subscribe and engaging with our content. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to interact with the house members and suggest topics we should discuss. All the info for these outlets can be found below. That's it from us today. Thanks again for your love and support, and let's stay talking.